What's up, everyone? Welcome to War Whiskey Podcast. My name is Justin Fisher. Thank you all for tuning in to episode one. Episode two took a little bit longer to get out. I meant to get this out last week. However, I really wanted to make sure I got the message across on this one because it's kind of a sensitive subject. Topic today is having a military mindset in a non-military world. Now, it kind of leads into why I developed the channel back in 2020. I want to give veterans, service members, a, uh, a voice for their stories without representing the brand. Number two, to give career advice to service members in, in the Army still serving. And number three, to help service members and even veterans transition into civilian world, which is where this podcast really came from, a situation that I just experienced about a week and a half ago. I think. And it took a while. And I went through this whole array of emotions to get to this part. And we'll talk about that. Then we'll get into the three key points I want to make. Like I said, the, the topic is having a military mindset in a non-military world. So what's a military mindset? Well, the military is a whole different community. It's a whole different culture. And the, you know, the societal norms are within a military community. It's also dependent on what your job is. Like I'm infantry, I'm combat arms, I'm 11 series. If people who watch the show know exactly what it is. You also know what humor we have and how we come across the people. It's different than the people in the logistics world. It's different than the admin world. It's different than the Navy, the Marines, the Coast Guard, the, uh, the Air Force, even space. I don't know what face space force. I'm sure they got the same thing. It's all different. And all that is different than the civilian world cultural norms that they have and some jobs do allow you to transition smoothly into that but a lot of service members when especially when they get the end of their tour they're faced with uncertainty of how can i transition successfully into the civilian world and it causes anxiety it causes depression because if you you're old hand like me i've been in 24 years so i'm 42 years old 24 years of my life i've been in the military you don't recognize it. So you feel displaced over here in the military and you're trying to kind of slowly transition into civilian world and you feel displaced over here. So you're in this little area in the middle that you don't really know where you belong. You don't really feel like you have a purpose in the world. So you're trying to, you're trying to, you know, be culturally accepted on this side and culturally accepted this side. It's just, you're just in a dead man's phone. And a, a lot of people have this is where they're at. And I've talked to some people who are tra- who are retiring this year and they're just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And there's a lot of great transitional services out there, but the anxiety and everything, everything happens. I mean, it's all compounding on you. So you're trying to fit in. And this mindset that you have is really not, you know, it's different. Regardless or not, you're, you're different. And we'll talk more about this in a second. Leads into the the situation I had. I thought I had a really good rapport with these people that I saw on the on the on a regular basis. And way I break my job on, on a daily basis puts out there. I'm a first sergeant of a of a unit. Um, a lot of this unit is combat arms, or a lot of this unit is considered uh, people who or personnel who've been in ten years or more. So it's not your brand. There's no brand new soldiers. You have to be. You have to be E5 sergeant and above to be in this unit. I'm a first sergeant there. So my job daily is this. If anybody knows about the first sergeant, is the backbone of the company. You are 
the de facto, that's what you are. So all the day I have to be locked in. I use humor. Humor for me serves two purposes. It serves as an icebreaker and it also allows me as a coping mechanism. I have been on three deployments, Iraq, Iraq, then NATO mission. My first Iraq tour was very like 0405. I'm one of the few infantry people that says, hey, I actually did my job as a team leader, doing patrols, taking fire, all that stuff that people think they want to do, but when they, they really don't want to do, but they act like they do, all that stuff happens. And when that stuff happens, it creates bad habits that people you see, depression, drinking, all this abuse that happens. I kind of adapted humor. I kind of tend to take a sarcastic look at it. My thing is if no one's shooting at me, it's, you know, it's kind of easy day. So I kind of keep the sarcastic view of the world because it's how I deal with things. It's how I cope. It also serves as an icebreaker because if I'm always dialed in, I'm unapproachable. So I try to be a little bit humorous, nothing malicious, just kind of like, you know, this little 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 chirps here and there, and it's also kind of a little comp the competition side of me too. However, in this environment, that hurt people's feelings. And though there was nothing malicious, nothing it was even like even substance to it. But I did not know my audience. I didn't understand it, and I went through. A a wide variety and a lot of veterans I've talked to veterans since then who, who've experienced this service members who've gone through the same thing first of all you own it hey and I did and I said look man, I, I, I talked to the owner I said look I'm sorry blah 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 own it no, no problem then I kind of got like wait wait what and the more I heard it was like are you kidding me like the astonishment like this hurts people's feelings and I, and, and I've talked to, to several service members about this, and they're all the same way. They're like, what? That? What? And it kind of gets like, okay, I owned it, but then I started going through this, like, why didn't they tell me? So now I'm getting kind of hurt. I'm not, I wouldn't say hurt. I was more starting to get into the anger part. Like, oh, okay, so this is what this is. And then you start getting furious. and and. A lot, of, a lot of service members I've talked to who's been in this situation or something similar, even some other community members from this from this area was like, yeah, why didn't anybody say anything to you? So I am I went from owning it to kind of astonishment to anger. And I'm going in this habitual anger. So I came home. I talked to Andrea for a while about it. I really, I really just had to sit down and think about it for a moment. And um I, I, I did some self-analysis on it, and I, I came up with these three things. I think that service members can really, and civilians can really list, can, can understand this and listen to it. So we're going to start with number one. Service members, I really want you to be, pay attention to this. Be self-aware you're different. I cannot express that enough. Be self-aware you're different because you come across differently. You talk differently. Your humor is differently. The government has spent money to make you different. Your trials are different. Even if you've done four years, eight years, 16 years, 24 years, 32 years, you're different than these people over here. You may transition smoothly, but you're still different. You need to own it. That is what you are. You're different. Your humor is different. The way you view things is different. If you're a combat arms guy from 
the early 2000s or 90s, you're really different. The Army before 9-11 was different. I'm telling you right now, you're different. You come across differently. You're not the same. Own it. Okay, which leads me into number two. Accept who you are. This is a big one because I've always said this on podcasts. Combat shows you who you are. Combat splits you down the middle and says, hey, here's your all those societal constructs of I was a, I was a high school stud, blah, 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 church, family, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. Cuts you down the middle. Shows you at your core of who you are. I'll give you an example. The first ambush I was ever in, I literally had to step over the other team leader because he was curled up in a ball crying. Okay, so he has to live with that. It showed exactly who he was. First time they went like that, that's what he did. That's what he did. And people are like, they think it's all going to be like super awesome and super sexy and things are going to happen. It's not the case. It's not the case at all. It just shows you who you are. And this is when you figure out who you are. So the number two thing I was talking about is accept who you are. Accept it. Are you a lion? Are you a sheepdog? Are you a sheep? Are you a sheep in a lion's mask? Are you a lion in a sheep's mask? Accept who you are. Accept who you are. Own it. I I I always say this. Um I I I relate to the lions. I'm a lion. I like I'm I am a I am a what you could consider a sheep eater. I don't care. I'm infantry. I will walk over your corpse to get to the battle, to get to the objective. I don't I don't care. Okay, that and that's how I'm geared. That's how I'm taught. Anyone who came up in that air, that's how we are. That's how we are. I own it. I can't I can't be anything else but me. So I own it. And with that, I own the flaws and the positives. Pros and cons. Own it. And I think this is where a lot of people struggle with themselves because they can't accept who they really are. I see it all the time. The people who are like posting all these motivational stuff and all that stuff are all hiding. And it takes one advert, uh, adverse moment, one obstacle to show you who you are. I've been in situations that have flat floored me, but that line in me didn't quit and I got back up. A lot of people don't have that. And you have to remember, go back to my first point, you're different. You're built different. You process things differently. These people don't. Bad days affect them. Just like it affects you, they all affect differently. So number two, accept who you are. Also, to go along with number two, don't trade who you are for acceptance in the herd. Veterans, service members, I got to say this, we're all outliers. That's it. You're never, you're never going to be one of them. You're not. That's what it is. I mean, I'm sorry. Even now, like, I, I have people I've deployed with that I consider family, some of my closest friends. And we're all getting out. And I've been fortunate enough to be with some of the greatest warriors of my life. Like, I, I have been incredibly blessed. And for them to be, like, to name, you know, to even get compliments from them and be one of the best, it's probably one of the greatest honors I've ever had in my life. Just it's they're, they they mean so much to me, right? And we're connecting, we're bonding on a brotherhood that could never be comparable. But we're all outliers because even though they were with me, their perspective was different than my perspective. That makes sense, everybody. 
you're an outlier, even if the community accepts you. Uh, and and I'm not saying that you're always gonna be out. You're gonna be you're an outcast, even though that nature. You can have friends. I have tons of friends that I work out with and see, you know, outside of this, and they're great people. And we chat and laugh all the time. I'm still an outlier. I'm still not one of them. Yeah, we're friends, and you know, we're we're down down to earth and all that stuff. Still not one of them. That's just the price we pay for signing the document. So you have to accept it. You have to accept it. I saw something on uh, LinkedIn the other day. Uh, there's a company called We Fight Monsters. It's like a nonprofit or something. Some of us are the monster. That's because what they—that's what they made us to be, and that's what we have to accept. We're the outlier. And the community there—they mean the civilians will accept you, but you're not one of them. And you're never going to be one of them, and that's—that's that's the thing. The third thing, Kaggles are on the lion theme here. Whether you're a lion, a crow, whatever. Find your pride. Find your murder. Find your herd. Find your flock. Find your pack. It only takes one. You know, for lions, it only takes one other one to make a pride. That lion, that wolf, whatever you have, is going to keep you grounded. It's going to keep you. They're going to have your back. They're never going to leave. And they're going to be there for you. Find that one. Even if you're an outlier, find that one. Find your pack that you can roll with. Okay? A pack that supports you, holds you accountable, and understands you. Even if they're not you, they understand you. I have my lion. I'm very thankful. I have my lion. I do. But that in itself, and I have my I have my my pride. I have my friends I, I work out with. I have uh friends in the military. Even though I'm not one of them, we're all outliers. Still, they hold me accountable. We're friends. I know they ever have me. Find your pride. Find your one. That's what you need to do. So, I hope this helped everyone. I hope it helps civilians understand how we are. I hope it helps veterans and service members understand what they are. Yeah, again, this is kind of like a lessons learned, and I wanted to put it out there, and I'm sorry I didn't get out sooner. Uh, in the next couple episodes, uh, we'll have some more interviews and things of that nature, and I'll get up more frequently. And while you're at it, check out uh, Michael Dalton on Channel 2. He's a good friend of mine. I've been doing some podcasts with him. Great dude. Check him out. And on that note, I'm going to call it a night. This is Justin Fisher signing off.